things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Motivation comes from a whole variety of places. If you're paying attention, you'll know. If you're not, you'll miss it. That's what the next edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show is all about. Coming your way now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show, coming at you as I love to do at the very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific over the airwaves and the streaming airwaves of YouTube and beyond. Obviously, we're here in our studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the Stephen A. Smith Show. By the way, before I get any further, make sure to like the video and follow Stephen A. Smith channel for all updates. Click the notification bell to find out about all my new content. The Stephen A. Smith channel. Check it out. Really appreciate it. I wouldn't be here unless y'all wanted me here. And so I thank y'all from the bottom of my heart as always. And I always wanted to make sure I say that. Okay. You know, I lead a busy life. As many of you know, and I got first take weekdays, every weekday, 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. It's been the number one sports morning show for the last 11 and a half years. I got this podcast. I love bringing it to you at least three times a week, sometimes more. Okay? And I'm not going to stop anytime soon because this is very, very important to me. And of course, I've got, you know, the NBA and Stephen A's world, countdown responsibilities. I even have my own acting gig over on General Hospital, which airs on ABC every weekday afternoon. I've enjoyed that so much that this summer, I actually plan to learn even more about the craft of acting by taking acting lessons myself. Yes, it's true. I'm going to do this, okay? Because I'm fascinated by being able to play whatever role I want to play and being able to get away with it. It kind of entices me. It's kind of a little bit magnetic. I wish I could learn my lines quicker. I I I wish I could learn it better. I wish I had that gift, all right? But I'm not there yet. But I digress. All of that I'm bringing to you is in addition to a few exciting new projects that I'll be producing through Mr. SAS, my film and television production company. Look, there's only 24 hours in a day. And it feels like I use every one of them to make my dreams come true. Because gone are the days of just collecting one paycheck. That is no longer the American way. You've got to exhibit versatility, show your range, and more importantly than anything else, not be afraid to take chances and to bet on yourself. I've learned that from numerous guests I've had on this show. Dudes like my man Snoop, Master P, Ice Cube, LL Cool J, the list goes on and on and on. People have shown the way. They've shown that's the name of the game. It's to have 
varied interest and multiple streams of income. That is the new American way. And it's with those thoughts in mind that I wanted to have my next guest on the show. I wanted to introduce him to y'all because he's a man of many traits and he's doing big things. He's got a show right now out on Hulu and Disney Plus. He's making things happen uh, because he adopted the new American way a while ago, beating a lot of us to the punch and just making it happen, y'all. I'm excited to talk to my next guest because he truly understands the business part of show business. He went from an intern working for Will Smith's Overbrook Entertainment to a top Hollywood executive with several top grossing films under his belt. And he's acting now, too. I had to have a conversation with this man about himself, his accomplishments, his future endeavors, and to some degree, yes, even Will Smith, because he knows Will Smith. My conversation with the man that does it all, Mr. Devon Franklin. He's up next when the Stephen A. Smith Show returns. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? I couldn't wait to talk to my next guest. He is an award-winning film and television producer, a best-selling author, and an ordained minister. His latest film is called Flaming Hot, streaming now on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Please welcome the president and CEO of Franklin Entertainment, Mr. Devon Franklin. What's going on, my man? It's been a few, it's been a few months since I saw man? you. How you doing, man? How's everything? Yeah, Everything is great, man. It's always good seeing you. You know, it's good to finally connect, yeah. brushing into you at the Soho House and stuff. But it's good to, you know, see you, my brother. No question. The same here. First of all, President CEO, when we hear that and we're introducing a black man, particularly in Hollywood, we don't hear those titles too often. A lot of people are saying, wait a minute now, how the hell did this happen? Excuse my language, but how did this happen? Uh, to- <laughs> how, how, how did it happen for you, Devon? I mean, how do you get to this point in your life, in your career, in your words? Yeah, man, you know, I've been working in Hollywood since I was 18 years old. I started as an intern working for Will Smith in my freshman year going to USC. And so my number one goal was always to produce movies. And so I started as an intern. I interned for four years. When I graduated, I became an assistant working for his producing partner, James Lasseter, for two years. Left there, worked for Tracy Edmonds, then became an executive at MGM for about a year and a half. MGM got sold to Sony Pictures Entertainment. I was there for about 10 years, and then I worked on a film called Heaven is for Real, and that film made $30 million in the first five days. Two days after opening weekend, I went into the chairman of, of Sony at the time. Her name was Amy Pascal, and I quit. Mm-hmm. I told her, you know what? I'm starting my own company. I said, I'm making too much money for you all that I can't participate in, and, uh, and I want you to fund it. Wow. <laughs> she said, okay, you know, as long as you don't negotiate with anyone else. And so that was really the beginning uh, you know, of me, you know, starting this producing journey. I've been producing now for about uh, eight years. I've produced four films. And uh, but it took me 18 years. I think that's what people don't realize. Like I started when I was 18. I didn't start my company and become a president or CEO until I was 36. Mm. So that was 18 years of showing up and serving and learning the business. Uh, you know, I have a philosophy. You have to carry a crown before you wear one. 
And so I spent 18 years carrying the crowns for others so that I could learn how to carry my own, so to speak, right now. Well, how old were you when you went into that office and said, I make enough money for y'all? I want to make some, I, 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 <laughs> I want to make some for myself. I mean, I'm sure you weren't 18 at that particular moment in time. No. How old were you when you made that proclamation and said, hey? And that was 36. Wow. That was 36. You know, 18 years later. So I went in and said, hey, you know what? I'm quitting. And I didn't care what she said because I just knew it was time. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that she ultimately gave me a deal and I was able to start my company. But right. I knew that I had been there long enough and I had made an impact. I worked on movies like The Pursuit of Happiness and Seven Pounds and 21 and Captain Phillips and, uh, you know, the Karate Kid remake. I'd worked on so many hit films. I just knew that that was the time for me to make that leap and to really bet on and believe in myself. You know, I want to transition to Flame and Hot because that's the name of your latest film, streaming now on Hulu and Disney Plus, by the way. Now, 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 now forgive me for asking the question this way, but when you hear ordained minister one in one breath, and then you hear the title <laughs> Flame and Hot in the next, I mean, it, it, don't, it doesn't exactly coincide <laughs> with one another. Could you explain what, what the, the title and more importantly, what is this film about? Yes, yes. So, you know, listen, I know that, right? Everybody's like, wait, how do all these things mix? Yes. But for me, they mix just because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I started preaching when I was 15 years old, um, you know, and, and I've been preaching ever since. It's just something I've always done. So that preaching never stopped my passion for movies. If anything, it actually enhanced it. So when you talk about Flaming Hot, this is a movie that's a true story. It's the true story of Richard Montañez, who started as a, a janitor. Uh, he's the son of a Mexican immigrant. He used he used to be a janitor at Frito Lay. Had this idea to put chili powder on a Cheeto and market it to his community in Southern California. The CEO gave him a chance to do that, and what we now know as uh, Flaming Hot became what it is now. And he got catapulted from being the janitor to becoming one of the top executives in the company. And he's referred to as the Godfather of Latino marketing. And this movie, people all around the world are watching it. The numbers are crazy. It's the only movie in the history of Disney to go out on both Hulu and Disney Plus, the only movie, because the powers that be believe in it so much. And this story is inspirational, uh, it's motivational, and uh, Eva Longoria directed the film. This is her directorial debut, which I was grateful to work with her on this film and for her to work with me. And we're just excited to be able to put this movie in the world. So many people need hope, they need help. And to see a film like this, it's a true story, I think does a lot for people's uh, you know spirit and uh, lets them know that all things are possible to those who believe. Do you feel that in this particular day and time, I mean, I, I don't care what year it is, what decade it is, always, there's always this need for, tool, for, for, for the content that's motivational, that's inspirational, and we get that. But do you get the sense, coming from the avenues that you're coming from, coming from Hollywood, being a producer, being somebody uh, that does so many things, but in the same breath, being an ordained minister, do you find that in this day and time, more than ever before, things that are motivational and inspirational are needed possibly more than ever before? Uh, it feels that way, you know, just anecdotally, you know, I travel the country and I'm, I'm speaking, you know, regularly. I mean, you know, last week I was in Minnesota, this weekend I'll be in Atlanta and I get a chance to really stay in touch with real people and people are hurting. Uh, people are hurting, you know, things are more uncertain than they've ever been. When you look at the economy, when you look at the communities, uh, you know, there's so many things going on in Washington and there's just a lot of anxiety. So movies like Flame and Hot, I do believe provide hope. They provide help. And they also say that no matter what you face, you still can find success. And for me, that's why I came to Hollywood. 
You know, my father died when I was uh, nine years old. Mm. He died of a heart attack when he was 36. And he was an alcoholic most of, uh, the, most of my life. Most of my memories of him are when he was drunk. And, uh, you know, my mother didn't have money for therapy. So it was church and watching movies and television shows that became my therapy. And movies like Rocky and Back to the Future and, and The Color Purple. And I just felt like, well, if Hollywood can inspire me, I want to use Hollywood to inspire others. And so movies like Flamin' Hot really become the, the mission statement for me and, and, the, and the business plan. And I do see that people need it. I mean, I've been getting messages from all over the world, and that's no hyperbole, all over the world of people that are being inspired by this film, that needed the motivation, they needed the hope, they needed the help. So it's a blessing that a movie like Flamin' Hot, you know, about Flamin' Hot Cheeto mm -hmm. could actually uh, inspire, you know, a, a generation to pursue their dreams and to know all things are possible. Talking to Devon Franklin right here with Stephen A. Smith, I got to tell you, uh, just to just to put your title out there, some of your resume anyway, former senior vice president of Columbia Pictures, a division of Sony Pictures Entertainment and one of the highest ranking African-American studio executives in the industry. Now, I never saw heaven is for real obviously i'm talking about some of the things that you've overseen you know from the studio some of your biggest box offices i never saw heaven is for real i saw pursuit of happiness with will smith i saw that <laughs> i saw the karate yeah. kid i i saw the karate kid i've watched it about 10 15 times okay jumping yeah. the broom jumping the broom i yeah. mean I, I saw that as well you know and so I'm looking at it, and obviously there's inspirational angles that come with all of this. Is that what you look to do with every particular film that you that 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 you co-sign, that you produce, that you put forth? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like every time I watch you on TV or watch the podcast, the one through line is a commitment to truth, right? Like that's the through line. Whenever I watch whatever you do, like you're like, listen. We are going to tell the truth, regardless of how people feel about it, regardless of what people think. You know, you're going to speak your truth in everything, regardless right. of what it may be. And so for me, inspiration is my through line, like that inspiration. So, you know, whether it's a book, whether it's a, that I've written, whether it's a movie I'm producing, whether it's a sermon, whether it's a TV appearance, whether it's acting, which I just got into, it's really all about inspiration. How does someone watch whatever it is I've done and leave more inspired? more information and more hope to pursue whoever they've been called to be. So that is the through line. So I could do a comedy. I'm doing a comedy for Amazon. That's my next movie. That okay. is inspirational. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm doing another true story, you know, for Amazon. I'm producing action films. So it's always about what is the inspirational element? Because that's the secret sauce. People don't talk about the most inspirational franchise ever. I believe is like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And it's all about faith. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have to believe in the force. You have to believe in something you don't see in order to find success. And that's the essence of faith. And so when you look at the, the most successful franchise in Hollywood, I believe the secret sauce is always inspiration. So that's that's definitely what I'm committed to. The thing that think that strikes me is that I'm 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 listening to you and I'm viewing your resume and, and seeing your works. And I've said to myself, again, we go back to the ordained minister. Why is he in Hollywood? Why is he in Hollywood? Because when you think about Hollywood, you know, you think you think <laughs> Hollywood needs a lot. You know, Hollywood needs a lot of things, you know. And and and, and you certainly don't want to find yourself compromised in any way because Hollywood can take you there. In a lot of people's eyes, that's how they think. Do you feel it's necessary to be in Hollywood to provide that level of inspiration and motivation because of the times that we're living in, because of the power 
Hollywood has to manipulate minds and dictate things as it pertains to what's going on in our society? Or are you just there because this is where business like this basically gets done. And, uh, you, you know, going someplace else, you can go to Atlanta, or, you know, Tyler Perry's got his studios there and stuff like that. Yeah, you see yeah, them yeah. taking business to Detroit and other places, or at least a few years ago, they were doing that. But nothing usurps Hollywood. Are you of that mindset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am of that mindset. You know, I believe, you know, one of the reasons why I got into the business is I do believe Hollywood is one of the most powerful mediums in the world. And I just, you know, my mission statement getting into the business was I said, well, if I if I can be a part of this, you know, powerful medium, I believe I can change people's hearts and minds, you know, for the better. And so when you talk about, you know, being an ordained, you know, minister or even the roots of preaching, the irony there is that my community of faith, when I started to share with them as a teenager, that I wanted to go to Hollywood and I wanted to produce films, they would tell me, you can't do it. You're going to lose your faith. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the devil's place. That's what I was thinking. And I would. <laughs> I said, <laughs> That's what I was oh, thinking. Y'all better, <laughs> you better pray for me. I said, because I'm going. Because in on a, on a weekend, if I'm in front of an audience, let's say the biggest audience I've ever been in front of in, in person is a couple thousand people. When a movie stream, when Flaming Hot streams, it's millions. Wow. So Hollywood becomes the amplifier. It becomes the magnifying glass. It becomes the bullhorn. So for me, it was a mandate to be a part of this business as a way to amplify, um, you know, the message that I have. And I believe that it can help people. I was never, Devon, I was never, ever interested in acting. Until I started doing, I got a recurring role on the soap opera General Hospital and stuff like that, right? I was never interested in acting. Let me tell you what changed my mind about it. Regardless of my commitment to talk, telling the truth as I see it, to exposing myself to as much truth as I possibly can, to learning from the brilliant minds, including yourself that are out there and various others, ultimately, I found the one thing I loved about acting is that you actually could be whatever the role calls for you to be. And, yeah. and and you could get away with it. You could actually go out there and really extend yourself and take chances in an effort to disseminate a kind of message, a kind of imagery that you may want to bring mm-hmm. attention to. And you could get away with it because the role calls for it. I find yeah. that to be incredibly exciting. What level of excitement does that knowledge of the industry, because you have far more of it than I do, what yeah. level does that knowledge of the industry, how does that touch you and inspire you yeah. to continue to do what you're doing? No, absolutely. I mean, I love what you're saying, right? Because it's like, you know, in those moments you've had where you've been able to act, right. it's like, yes, you you are bringing who you are to it, but you're also in the process of creating who this character is and then having the freedom to do that. Nice. So for me, you know, I've, like I said, I've been in the business since I was 18 years old and working, you know, with people like a Will Smith, you know, during, it means obviously still an incredible star, but I mean, I was with him, you know, in his heyday, you know, as he mm-hmm. ascended to the throne of being, you know, the most uh, visible and successful movie star in the world. And one of the things that I learned from him was like, wow, not only just acting, but being in this business can be freeing if you commit to the process. And so that, to me, is when I hear you talking about it, I hear you saying committing to the process that is required to be successful in doing that. So Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I just was in a film called Jesus Revolution, and it was the first film that I've acted in. It came out earlier this year. It did tremendous at the box office. 
And for me, I had to just commit. Like I've never acted before. I got with an acting coach and I said, I'm going to find the freedom of this. Mm. And I am going to allow what I know myself as a producer. I'm going to allow that to service me, but I'm also not going to be prisoner to it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to render this character. I'm going to take the direction and do my best to become who they need me to be for this film. And I enjoyed it, man. Mm -hmm. I just like you, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm excited about other opportunities in front of the camera and behind the camera. A couple of questions before I let you get on out of here. You brought up Will Smith, and I think it's apropos to ask you this question because as somebody who obviously has had to deal with him and knew him person and know him personally, the fair question that I'm not going to judge him. I was very upset at what he did with Chris Rock and stuff like that, but I still love Will Smith. I love the work that he's done. I know I love how he's represented our community for so many years. I just thought that was a very, very bad thing to do. Having said all of that, did you find yourself looking at him go out of character and become very concerned, dare I say, about what Hollywood and all the pressure that comes with being a megastar has done to him? As a person that can speak to character issues and how society can have an effect on us, some of it self-inflicted when we expose ourselves too much to social media and stuff like that. We know that. But did you find yourself thinking about that, contemplating the effect that this world, this society as a whole has had on us when you saw that incident take place? Um, you know, I was there. Uh, that oh, night. I didn't I'm also, that. I serve as a governor for right. the academy. So I've been serving as a governor now for, I'm in my fourth year. So I was, you know, at the venue when it happened. And and I'll be honest with you, I didn't think so much about what society has done. Uh, you know, I've known Will now for 27 years. Wow. And I know who he is and I know his character and I know his integrity. And I can speak to it personally. Yeah. So my number one concern was mostly for him, you know, in that, like, okay, what's going on? Are you okay? Obviously concerned for, for Chris, but I didn't think about society. It wasn't about a public thing. It was yes. more about a personal thing. Right. And the thing I know about Will is Will is committed to the process of self-improvement in a way that I've never seen anybody commit to it. And I know for a fact, you know, he will, he has taken this incident and he has used it to become an even uh, better, more dynamic, more compassionate individual and human being. And uh, that's just how he lives, you know, Uh, and he'll be the first one to tell you, you know, what he learned from the experience and and what his process has been. But Mm -hmm. my concern was not about what the public per se has done. I was just mostly concerned, you know, personally, you know, here's my brother. Uh, You know, is he okay? Are you all right? Um, Is there any way I can be helpful to you Mm -hmm. in this moment? It was more that than anything else. I remember I I remember it and I remember how I felt and how angry I was because I know Chris Rock very well. But at the end of the day, I just looked Mm -hmm. at Will and I said, you know something? I'm mad about what he did, but not who he is. He's always been a wonderful mm-hmm. dude. And I'm going to choose to remember that. Dude. And I'm going to make sure that that's something that I remind everybody else along the way. He is a good dude. It was a really bad moment. And that's between him and Chris. And I'll leave it at that. Before I let you get on out of here, publisher, you're the author, rather, Simon & Schuster book, yeah. produced by Faith, released in May of 2011, that how-to guide about pursuing your career without compromising your faith. I thought about that when I thought about you coming on today. What advice would you give 
to a bunch of folks out there, seeing the work that you do, seeing the mission that you're on, knowing that there are so many people that have their own mission, but all of us are attached in some way to serve as a motivational vessel to help improve the lives. I think most people are trying to do that. I don't think most people are out to bring people down. I think most people want to have a positive impact on our society. Thinking about what your goals have been, what you've written, what you've produced, what you've been a part of, what advice would you give to people, particularly with Flaming Hot Out Now, Hulu, Disney Plus, the whole bit, um, the advice that you would espouse at this particular moment in time that you want people to peel away and to take away from any conversation or anything they hear coming from Devon Franklin? Yeah, you know, I mean, the number one thing is the process commit to the process of becoming yourself. So often there is a desire to be something else or be like someone else. And as a result, we never fully embrace who we are. You know, my message that I am so passionate about is be, you're one of one, right? I had to learn that I'm one of one, that people said, oh, you can't make it in Hollywood and, and be, you know, an out of the box uh, Christian. Well, that's just not true. Uh, and I and I had to say, well, no, maybe it hasn't been done before, but I'm going to show that it can be done not to prove a point, but to become the best version that I of me that I can be. So I would give someone the advice of cultivating your individuality, cultivate your creativity. Don't try to be like anyone else. Be like yourself and commit to the process of service. Service is the way to not only learn more about you, but to also learn more about what you're aspiring to do. In my experience, in this environment of Instagram and instant, you know, gratification, there are people that are too impatient when it comes to the process of success. And as a result, they don't serve. They want to be served. But in my experience, if you want to be served one day, then you got to serve right now. And that service starts with committing yourself to the process of learning your business, learning your industry and being patient. Because so often we think that, oh, if I get it fast, and that means it's going to validate me. No, it won't. Whatever you feel is going to validate you, you're going to get it and you're going to be depressed. The greatest validation is looking in the mirror and loving you look back at you. Pulling out the phone before you take your selfie and saying, God, you did a great job. <laughs> that right there right. is the best validation. So if you become one of one and you become the best version of yourself, then any place you show up, they better watch out because you're there. You know that what? That would be my advice. I don't look for anything outside of you. Look for the what's in you. I feel you. I don't disagree with you. But the visual example, Devon Franklin, that you just provided, I'm <laughs> thinking about all of these daggone people I see doing their selfies. I'm like, don't we have enough people who think that, God, you, you done done a great job? Don't we have enough people saying that to them? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, man. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying there's a whole bunch of people with these selfies out here. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Man, flame Flaming hot, flaming hot. All right, okay. It's on Hulu and Disney Plus as we speak. The president and CEO of Franklin Entertainment, Mr. Devon Franklin. Honored to talk to you, my brother. You know, you there's a home here. Anytime you need like me, that. I'm always here. All the best to you. Continued success. Keep doing what you're doing, my man. Thank you so much. Will do. You too, my brother. God bless you. God Thank bless. you. All right. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? <sighs> Welcome back to the Stephen A. Smith Show. 
Um, that was an incredibly, incredibly fruitful conversation that I had with Devon Franklin. He had a lot to say. Thank you so much. By the way, thank y'all as my viewers and listeners, making sure to like the videos and follow the Stephen A. Smith channel for all updates, clicking on the notification bell to find out about all my new content. Always appreciate it, but especially appreciate guests like him who clearly has their heart in the right place and are about doing big things, accomplishing big things and never wavering. That's what he's been about. That's what his reputation has been. He's proven that time and time again. I give him a lot of love and props for that. No doubt about it. I got to get on out of here. I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation that I have with him. And I hope you enjoy the conversations to come, whether it's me talking to somebody else or just you listening to me talk to myself about whatever the hell is on my mind. That's what it comes down to from time to time. Okay. Just expressing, inventing and displaying and disseminating what's on my mind. Stick with me. Stay with me. As always, make sure to like the video and follow the Stephen A. Smith channel for all updates. Click the notification bell to find out about all my new content. You keep coming and I'll keep it coming. Until next time, everybody, I'm about to sign off. Peace and love. Take care. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.